I am Ohiro Oni Isele. Ruminations is the podcast where I discuss matters of life. The words of our elders are words of wisdom. Quote, These were prominent words during my childhood in Nigeria. That slogan caught on fast because it was cute. But placed in context, it was both meaningless and hypocritical. We already knew that the words of our elders were words of wisdom because we were taught that lesson at home, in schools, in places of worship, and, well, everywhere. So as I take a retrospective look at those very important years of my childhood, I cannot tell exactly why the Nigerian government at the time chose to sponsor such an infomercial that people like me who were young then could never hide or run away from. We heard it everywhere there was a radio, even on the playground if a radio was nearby. But why? Make no mistake, now that I am an adult and knowing that I will be considered among the elderly if I lived in Nigeria now, I would of course be quite happy and content with being one of those about whose respectable place in society the young are constantly reminded. People who know me personally also know that I am definitely one of those rare people who take delight in their aging as against keeping my age a secret. If chronological age was the main determinant of respectability, I will even be more delighted by the fact that such respectability was conferred on me just by virtue of the length of time that I have been fortunate to breathe free air. But this is not about me. So, let's not dwell on this person. Back to that evergreen infomercial, quote, the words of our elders are words of wisdom. If I had to think in those days of my youth about what I thought the government's intent was in making that infomercial, I would have thought that it was to teach, um, well, maybe remind the young about the invaluable place of older persons in that society and in our world. The lesson was that Elders were to be trusted and believed unconditionally. Therefore, those of us who were still very young had a significant lot to learn from our elders. We were to believe that the counsel of the elderly was wise, well-reasoned, and just. 
We were also to believe that any person or society that did not seek or take seriously the counsel of the elderly was setting himself or itself up for doom. And any person who did not acknowledge and comply with the wise admonition of the elderly stood at risk of failure. An additional lesson from these words was that even the elderly that we did not know and had never even met were perhaps just as wise as our own biological parents. Therefore, it was important that we accorded them the same degree of respect that we accorded our own parents. Recall that I said I would have believed that the government meant well in making that infomercial had I thought much about it when I was much younger. Well, that was then. And I have come a long way since then. I have since learned and now I teach one fact that behind every policy is a hidden agenda. Yes, even such a policy as this infomercial that seemed so altruistic as, quote, the words of our elders are words of wisdom. So, as I think back to that infomercial, I cannot help but also think of Nigeria's relationship with corruption. My knowledge and experience have made me quite cynical about many institutions, not the least of which is government. Therefore, placing that cynicism alongside my repulsion of corruption, I am inclined to wonder if that information was not conceived developed and promoted to enrich somebody. Well, some people. That is, of course, what happens in societies that are fraught with immeasurable levels of dishonesty, such that everything has a monetary price. So, a person develops and pushes an idea not so much because he believes in the value of the idea to society, for he couldn't really care less, but because he can enrich himself from it. Why else would anyone promote respect for elders in a society where that was already a part of the culture that was believed and practiced without question? In the case of this infomercial, I'm not saying that this is what happened, but this is how it would have happened. A man comes up with an idea. He knows that it will catch on because it speaks to an inarguable and widely accepted part of African life. Then he and the media production managers inflate the production costs then that much money is paid out to them, which they then distribute. 
to enlarge the sizes of their bank accounts. Well, let's just go back a little. By the logic of this adage, there are no foolish elders. All are wise, yes. All elders are wise. Even those who were community laughing stocks when they were in middle age or younger. Yes, all elders are wise. Hmm. At the risk of sounding insulting to any of the elders of the culture in which I was raised, I shall stop and reflect for a moment. Okay, what about those elders who became and still become state governors and presidents in Nigeria and other African countries and go on to wreck those countries by their dishonest actions? Those elderly people who preside over graft and still the future of the young people that are supposed to look up to them. Because culture says the young must respect and look up to the old. Culture also says that those elders are wise and should have a special place in society. Yes, all of them. All of those elders, regardless of their character. But... Really, do such elders maintain a right to be called wise when it is selfish and unwise to rob others? Or is it sacrilegious of me to suggest that even wise African leaders we are not always perfect, whether as young people or as elders? Is it wrong to suggest that most of the elders who lead African countries and have led African countries through history were and are unwise? If all elders are so wise, how come some of them wrecked and continue to wreck the lives of people while other elders look on and do nothing? Perhaps I shouldn't push this too far, considering that I will be considered one of the elders now if I still lived in Africa, and I would have loved it. Who wouldn't enjoy being held in very high esteem, simply by virtue of something as natural as age? Perhaps no one. But... Just like almost any country in Africa, Nigeria is a very dangerous country in which to be old. You see, somewhere down the line in Nigeria's history, the decision was made to have leaders that will never care for the health care of its citizenry and will not let itself be concerned about the quality of life of the elderly. Despite hitting it hard into the ears of the youth, that the words of the elders 
where we're at words of wisdom. So, from one group of elders leading the countries to the next group of elders to yet other groups of elders, the plight of most Nigerians and the plight of most elderly people who were not so privileged to be in leadership was ignored and hardly any concern for their welfare has been perpetrated. This largely explains why the average life expectancy for a Nigerian living in Nigeria is only 53 years old. And it's 57 years old uh, for a South African living in South Africa, 64 years in Kenya and Ghana, compared with 81 years in the UK and 78 years old in the United States. But here is where we are now. Speaking of Africa, and most specifically Nigeria, the elders in administrative positions of power have not only consistently destroyed their countries and communities, but they have also all but guaranteed an extremely difficult life for the youth, as well as for the less privileged elders. Too many of those elders who were in positions and are in positions of power and authority have ignored the fact that they have only been fortunate to be there but have instead constantly sentenced other older persons to pain and suffering. So they loot the pension funds, while other elders go for years without a single pension paycheck. Seriously. In Nigeria, for example, retirees abound who have not received any pension benefits for as many as six years. We do not even know how many older people have died because the theft of their pension benefits by government officials and the inefficiency of the pension system consistently left them without the ability to purchase food and or pay for prescribed medications. By the way, this problem is not unique to Nigeria. It represents the plight of the elderly in many African countries. This discussion has not even yet included the fact that even if pension benefits were efficiently managed in most African countries that have them, the amounts paid to retirees will still be inadequate for them to meet their needs because the pensions are never adjusted for inflation. Why? Simple. 
the governments do not care for the elderly. This might not have mattered too much in the past because of the very nature of the cultural expectations in Africa that children will be responsible for the care of their elderly parents. That was an appropriate and often less problematic expectation when African economies thrived and there were fewer people in government who had moral values sufficient to convict them that positions of authority were not tantamount to a license to steal and oppress. Now, that seems to be the norm. But how can a culture that claims to love and respect its elderly be so callous toward the same people? Hmm, well, I don't know because it makes zero sense. If anyone thinks that things are well with older people in Nigeria and most African countries, take this from me. All such countries are sitting on powder kegs that will explode. Unfortunately, when it does, the biggest victims will be the oppressed elderly rather than their oppressors. But how can it explode? Take the case of Nigeria, for example. Nigeria has a population of 190 million people, mostly youth. Elderly retirees who make up the poorest segment of Nigeria's population consist only of 6% of the population, amounting to 11.4 million people of the country's citizens. This means that the bulk of the country's population are people on their way to joining the ranks of the elderly. Just think about that. Think about the number of older people that will need to be taken care of by a future government in a country that has historically only paid lip service to the elderly. But then again, African governments have always done the same things. Loot the treasury, keep honest people poor, and ignore the elderly. There is no evidence to suggest that future governments will be any different. Just to put these realities in perspective, Nigeria is the most predominantly is the most populous predominantly black country on earth with a population of 190 million people that's projected to hit 300 million people in 2050. It is the seventh wealthiest country in the world and has been on a rapid pace of industrialization for the last two decades with a growing urbanizing population and almost consistently significant GDP growth and impressive technological interest. Nigeria has the seventh highest cell phone ownership in the world, next only to countries like China, India, USA, Brazil, and Indonesia.
Why is this information important? It is very important because we are talking about a country that is wealthy enough to address the plight of the elderly, wealthy enough to ensure that the elderly who have contributed so much to the current status of the country are taken care of. Wealthy enough to ensure that the elderly get paid their pension benefits for which they worked. So we're not talking about a country that cannot afford to take care of its elderly. This is a country that can. So what are you thinking now? Recall that I just said that Nigeria's current population is mostly youth who will someday become Nigeria's elderly. Think about that again. And do so because what it suggests are significant risks for the country's future. And of course for the continent's future because much of Africa will go the way Nigeria goes. When the chickens come home to roost, the story should be told that the youths of Nigeria did not wreck Nigeria, and the youths of Ghana, or Kenya, or well, any country in Africa, did not destroy their countries. African youths did not destroy Africa, but the elders did. If honestly told, the storyline should be that Africa was ruined by its elders who found themselves in leadership and were too greedy to plan for the future of their countries. Instead, they focused only on enriching themselves and we are not even magnanimous enough to ensure that the pension funds of their less privileged elderly compatriots we are protected. Now, as you listen to this, there are old, mentally healthy, but physically and emotionally bent retired men and women begging for arms on the streets of every African city because that is the only choice that they have to ensure that they can afford dinner tonight and or breakfast tomorrow morning. They are people whose words we are told we are words of wisdom. They worked hard, aged, and retired. Each kept his promise or her promise of responsible citizenship to a country that did not keep hers to them. This shall give us all a collective heartburn.